All right, y'all, before we get started, let's give some love to our sponsors, and that means our good friends over at distilleryproducts.com. They are some of the leaders in laser-edged glassware, and guess what? When you work with them, you get them at wholesale pricing. I'm not lying. That's a heck of a lot cheaper than you're going to find anywhere else. Reach out to me. I would love to get you in touch with Carson, Janie, Vicky, and all the good folks over at distilleryproducts.com. They are where we get our glassware from, and chances are most of the distilleries you go to use them as well well they have awesome glasses besides just the glen feel free to reach out to me i will get you in touch with them and then you can go on their website browse and see for yourself check them out distilleryproducts.com Today's show is also sponsored by our friends over at Orca Coors, who are ready to help you make this the coolest summer ever. They have something for everyone from American-made, lifetime-guaranteed hard side coolers to stainless steel whiskey barrel tumblers that are going to elevate your drinking experience. Some of you may have seen on social media recently, we just got a new cooler. His name is Willie. He is going to come with us whenever we go visit distilleries. Thank you to Orca for giving us that. The cooler is super cool. I love it. It's hard. It's barely Airproof means I can't even get into it. It's going to keep whatever is in your cooler cold for days. It will retain ice for days. And those whiskey barrel tumblers, man, they are. Su- it looks like you're actually drinking from a whiskey barrel. What better way to be the envy of your barbecue by either getting one of those coolers or getting one of the tumblers? People are going to come over and go, man, where'd you get that? You're going to say Orca. Use code DADS20 for 20% off of your order. That is code DADS20 for 20% off your order orcas there for all of life's adventures get an orca and take them on some adventures with you Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Action247.com. If you want action, get in on the action with Tennessee's only sports book by Tennesseans for Tennesseans. There is some big news coming. Can't tell you about it right now, but hopefully this week I will be able to tell you. Until then, keep using code DADS100 and they will match up to 100 bucks of your first deposit at Action247.com. The Masters are over, NCAA is over, but... But there's still MLB, there is Nashville Soccer Club, so lots of good soccer stuff going on, and there is hockey. The Preds home game has a goose egg guarantee. Bet on the total goals, get a 25% loss refund if there is a scoreless period. And for soccer on Thursday, you can bet on total goals for a soccer game, get 30% back if the game ends 0-0, one bet only. Get in on the action with Action 24-7, use code DADS100. Now that it's been, um, you know, more than seven days since Easter, how long did you make it before you officially like dipped into the kids Easter candy? I have not dipped into the kids Easter candy. Oh man, look at you go. You know, I'm looking a little bit better than I was before. I'm doing everything I can. I did get ice cream with her twice in a four day stretch from Thursday to Sunday. But I only had one scoop where I normally would have had two or three. I only had one scoop. Like I will ask for the kid's size now because I'm cutting back. See, to me, that's more of a, a giving in. I mean, when it's in the house and a big ass bowl on the kitchen aisle. No, 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 no. You don't keep it in the house. That's the that's the thing. You gotta go out. You don't keep it in the house, man. I made I made it eight days in the day. I'm like, you know what? I couldn't tell you the last time I had a Cadbury egg. At least it's a mini. I'm going to eat one of these damn things. It's a rookie mistake leaving the stuff in the house. 
we also keep her stuff. For some reason, she really likes having her Halloween bowl there all year. So we keep the Halloween bowl in the pantry. Anytime she gets candy, it just goes in that bowl. I just kind of don't go after it. Like it's up on the top shelf. It's this big plastic pumpkin and she likes keeping all the candy in there for some reason so you had a pumpkin for easter that's interesting well no i mean she had an easter basket but then we transferred all the candy from the easter basket to the pumpkin and put the easter basket back in the closet complicated life you live edwards let's drink something how about that (laughs) it's about time Everyone, my name is John Edwards, and with me as always is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad Trick of Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Hey Zeke. What's up, Slim Jim? You had a great morning today, from what I could see with your boy. Because I do 99.9% of everything people normally see me hanging out with my daughter on social media but you and your son today you built a runway with him out of some wood going over to our buddy john's house like that was an awesome thing i feel like we don't talk about that enough with you tell us about your morning i mean i i didn't really build it um if you build it they will come (laughs) boys had some allergies so we kept him out of school today and uh he was hell-bent on playing uh video games or watching tv this morning i told him that shit wasn't gonna fly in a polite way so we finally get out of the house and uh literally loves airplanes so we go to the uh the cell phone lot there being a watch planes for like hour hour and 20 minutes or so i don't know can you see them take off and land from the cell phone lot or oh yeah pretty good oh nice work oh yeah i know it's one of the better ideas i've had it boo butt crack of dawn but every time i've gone to bna lately i feel like the airport has changed all the work that they're doing on the inside of it where the parking lots are going down to disney a couple weeks ago i mean the thing is all that terrible carpet that was in there is gone and it's replaced with a white tile floor it's like i don't recognize this place oh i mean it's it's definitely changed uh, a good bit even on the outside and there's different runways now it's almost kind of hard to figure out where things are coming in and out of uh yeah so we hung out there for a little bit while i was sitting there my buddy john does woodworking during the week and stuff and um i had the idea of like hey you got any scrap like plywood or just some like thin cheap shit laying around the house where uh i can just bring the boy by when we leave the the airport and he can uh you know paint or make up whatever uh, runway wants for his little airplanes he has so we get over there and he's already actually got a board and got it kind of all uh i guess stenciled off whatever you know like took painter's tape and did you do that or did he do that no no i didn't what do you think (laughs) (laughs) when you sent this picture to our group chat i thought that you had done that and i'm like bringing this up to you right now because i'm like zeke's gonna win father of the year i didn't realize you had mason do it i mean i didn't ask him to it was just like that when we got there he'd already taped off the wood and had like all the little marks left so i guess obviously you're supposed to do anytime you're painting anything but it made a heck of a lot easier in sense with a five-year-old that doesn't really have much hand control over where the paintbrush goes coated the paint all the tape some of the floor luckily no clothes or anything essential with a paint and um let it dry peeled it off and there you go the boys got him a little stripper runway and he was uh pretty happy with it so it worked out good for that dad thinking of a outside and a 
little arts and craftsy activities for the morning. Well, I got to tell you, I think you did a good job and my hat's off to you. Blind pig finds a finds an acorn on a good day. I thought it was blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. That was my motto from college. <laughs> I feel like that would have been an amazing cold open had we actually had that going. We are drinking Starlight Distilleries, Carl T. Huber's Double Oaked Bourbon Whiskey. They say this is farm to bottle, 106 proof. It's cast strength, unfined, and unfiltered. And their production team crafted a four and a half through six year small batch blend of Carl T. Bourbon with two distinct mash bills. The first is a three grain mash bill, 60% corn, 20% rye, and 20% barley. And then the next mash bill was a four grain mash bill, 51% corn, 20% rye, 20% barley, and 9% wheat. This blend was transferred into new vanilla toast barrels and five-year air-dried heavy toast barrels for additional aging. And then there's another sentence. It always throws me off. There's one sentence underneath on all of these PR things, and it says, These barrels provide intense oak notes, enhanced vanilla flavor, and mellowed rye spice to add layers of complexity. And it's never something I never want to read that last thing thing like pr people if you're listening don't put that in there because that affects somebody's tasting notes like i don't want to hear what you think it is like there should be like a pop-up book where it's like if you want to know the tasting notes then flip up but other than that i mean i think it almost sounds too more like um it's the reader making a statement not reading what's on the card yeah like Like i never those those words are, are, are written to sound more of oh that's your opinion. Not like per blah, 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 blah. They say that. And that's why I always start when I start reading that thing and we have a nice little sheet of paper here. I always start off saying, you know, this is from the press release, but that they always try to slip that thing in at the end and get you. And it's like these barrels provide intense oak notes, enhanced vanilla flavor and mellowed rye spice to add layers of complexity in our opinion is how it should be end you tell them it's called dad's drinking bourbon for a reason we know what slipping something at the end will get you it's gonna get you another kid zeke (laughs) (laughs) Uh, at least we got a little more humor here at first that was almost as uh as dry as watching the final round of the masters jesus oh man i mean i know we're gonna get into this whiskey but i was so pulling for zalatoris i'm happy hideki won nothing against Hideki Matsui. I think he's an amazing golfer, but I really wanted Zalatoris to win because number one, he's a string bean. Number two, he looks like that kid from Happy Gilmore. And number three, it was his first Masters. Think of what it would be like the storyline. It's like kid comes up from Wake Forest, his first Masters, played in the Walker Cup, played in the Ryder Cup, then all of a sudden comes to the Masters, wins the first time out. Hell of a story. Uh, I mean, I didn't know any of that. Honestly, I just knew it was about as entertaining as watching paint dry and i literally never put it on for more than five minutes well i watched a lot of it and justin rose you know he went seven under the first day nine under in the last 11 holes well i mean i mean sunday like you know talking about the whole week here 
seven under the first day never did anything else other than that like he put up this monster number the first day imagine being justin rose and realizing that you let this tournament slip away you come out with a four stroke lead the first day and you never expanded on it the whole time don't call that slipping away that's not slipping away a hundred percent that was slipping away the tournament so let's just think about it this way guy shot seven under the first day if he shot two under each day on top of that he would have been 13 under he would have won the tournament still though i mean there has to be like those epic or colossal meltdowns where everyone knows you just lost the tournament he just came out and had a really damn good day and then just kind of played normal golf the other three days would somebody tin cups it because they want to hit it over the water exactly i mean like there we've all seen and know about the the meltdowns whether it be at augusta or any other course that have especially the you know the majors that's the epic shit people never forget where you're like bro you could have bogeyed the last three holes and won but no somebody thought the eight iron was gonna make it and didn't want to go to the seven over and over and over i loved spieth like i wanted to see spieth win too I love redemption stories. The fact that he did so well that one summer kind of had a few tough years. He won the week before the Masters. So everybody's like, oh man, Spieth won. It's his first time winning in like three years. Let's see what he does in the Masters. And he was in the hunt the whole time. Matsui just turned it on at the end. And it wasn't just the end. He was always in a comfortable lead every time I looked at the scoreboard. Well, it wasn't until I'm talking about the first couple of rounds. He was not in a comfortable lead, but Stoff. It's golf. No one cares until Saturday. There's a reason no network picks up Thursday and Friday coverage. Or network does, I'm sorry, but not the big boy. It's not in prime time. But literally, I mean, like, Saturday and especially Sunday, you might as well have been watching the Titanic. It's like four hours, and you know what's going to happen the whole damn time. There's no suspense. Who cares about that? There was a meltdown, and you didn't talk. I mean, Schlafly had a meltdown. I must have missed that. I, I remember at one point there was some, oh, it might get interesting. So I like, stop what I'm doing. I come in the house. I put it on. Well, apparently that window of opportunity went right back down the drain. I'm like, yeah, this is still over with. I'm, I'm going to go back about my day. I still love it no matter what, because it is the masters. But back to this double oaked bourbon, we, we had a little bit of a tangent there. Y'all, we're trying to not do quick shows like we've been doing i mean let's be honest our shows have been pretty quick because when you talk about the bourbon i know there's going to be something on here like 15 minutes into this show we're not talking about the bourbon yet and it's like well pull my normal card and blame it on you for being melancholy the first part (laughs) you know people are going to say 15 minutes but you're not getting to it it's like well you know we we want to give you a show we are happy to say go ahead and fast forward to the 15 minutes if you want to just hear the whiskey but man i feel like if we put something out that's 15 20 minutes people aren't getting their money's worth and by money's worth they're not paying us so inversely i just don't want to be the titanic there was nothing about our show that was a titanic in the beginning i wasn't melancholy i asked you about what you were doing with your kid i just meant like highs and lows little suspense infliction in the voice your blood pressure didn't go up until we started talking about golf you you were like a a a 65 to 70 rest and heartbeat i brought the masters you got at least the 95 check your watch (laughs) i will i love that watch (laughs) i really do (laughs) It does tell me my resting heart rate as well. It's great. Anyways, what did you think about this whiskey, Zeke Baker? Uh, let's see here. Starlight Double Oaked. 
And this is not the first double oaked, by the way. They've had multiple batches that have come out. I do not know what number batch this was, but I know there was one that was 96 proof, one that was 104 proof. This one is the one that is 106 proof. I will give the the forewarning or forewarning that um, the first thing that was already in my mind to a degree was Woodford Double Oaked, and I've only had it maybe a handful of times, but every time I thought it was way more oak than my cup of tea, so I may have been skewed in a little bit on, on how I perceived this, but Nose-wise, I thought it was candy corn, boozy, and then some sort of blend and, and really just kind of picturing the candy corn in my head because, you know, you start out with the yellow and get the corn, then the middle, then the black back end, the chocolate. But it was um, it was like a, a somewhere in the middle between semi-sweet chocolate morsels and Hershey syrup. Literally, if, if you had a candy corn and the middle part was high-proof or high-ish proof alcohol – this would be pretty much spot on, I think, what you would smell uh, comparatively in that realm. Palette-wise, early on, I thought it had hints of youth. It, it kind of reminded me a little bit of smaller barrels, not to a large degree, but just enough to kind of get those twinges of, of youthful and possibly smaller barreled whiskey. It was also a little bit kind of whiny and tangy. From that note, it's kind of almost like, um, you know, fruits and, and like, composty or kind of thing it, it's just something you know you pick up on some of the, the younger juice and crafts and things thought it was a thin pour as far as um, the feel to it towards the mid to back end the uh similar to the nose the the kind of semi-sweet chocolate note re-emerged and then i thought as it moved towards the the back end and finish wise had a um, a mild to moderate singe at the back end but to me, kind of more noticeably was what wasn't there, and I, I didn't get a heavy oak, a heavy char, anything along those lines. Um, it, it didn't remind me of like 12-year-plus MGP. Again, it didn't remind me of Woodford Double Oaked. I mean, nothing really jumped out at me about it, but there wasn't a whole lot that was bad. It, it, I would say it was kind of just fair to Midland. I think that is a fair assessment in the sense that not to skip to the end of the book and tell you what I think about it, but that is a very fair assessment is there's nothing that is bad about it. There's nothing that's going to be knock your socks off. It's a solid pour. And because of that, I think it's probably priced 10 to 20 bucks too high for a four to six and a half year whiskey. Yes, it's a craft. This is at 60 bucks right now. So I would think that this would be a very solid drinker at 40 to 50. That being said, completely agree with your assessment on the nose, the candy corn on it. The taste was a little more apple pie sweet tea for me. And it was just that thin sweet teaness to it with a, a hint of the apple pie in there. I was so surprised that it was not thick. It didn't taste like it was over 100 felt like it was an 85 to 90 just the way the mouthfeel was if this had a little bit of a thicker mouthfeel i think you know people always think woodford double oaked is like regular woodford kicked up a little bit and just has a little more taste and complexity this did not have more complexity for me with a double oaked. I think a lot of people just get conditioned, like you said, because Woodford has had the market cornered on double oaked for a while. So when other people put out double oaked, it always gets compared to Woodford double oaked. And I just think this is a solid pour. It's a good drinker. It is a good drinker during the week. One of those ones that I could probably work to. Not saying work during the day, but, but you know, when you're up late, 
look at a spreadsheet, everybody's in bed or I'm up late editing. That's kind of what I look at these pours for. Right now, for me, it's a bar. If it was down 10, 15 bucks, it would probably be a buy because it's just a good drinker. There was something I should mention is I could tell it had a little bit of craftiness at the end. I know that's something that we kind of talk about that just that little bit of a rough note and it if there was anything I could ding it for, it would be that. Just at the very end of it, I was like, oh, there's something that's a little raw here on the end. I will say that the more air this gets, the better it gets. It is something that maybe if we let it air out for a little bit longer, something would be a little different, you know? That actually seems like a high-ish price point. I thought most of the Starlight stuff was right around 40 45 Yeah, this is at 60 but also, you know, I guess it kind of falls in the, a space of where it's like the gold standard, so to speak, may not be something everyone loves, which probably puts it in an awkward space. You know, just talking about the other double oak products that are out there and kind of what we all think about. The other thing that popped in my mind was kind of a different spectrum, but similar realm of uh, Midwinter's Night Dram. Like if you're going to get a riot that's a port finish, I think we're all going to say like, that's the mark you shoot for. So when you have anything else, that's what's in your mind, but it's kind of upper echelon. Whereas at least for me, especially, I, I've never been a fan of, of the Woodford Double Oak. So that's why coming into this, I was kind of already skewed. And I was thinking about that or some other, um, you know, heavy char products I've had recently. I was like, nah, don't know how this is going to pan out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I like the Woodford Double Oak. I'll be honest. I think it's a solid pour. I mean, both of us aren't really oak fans. I never found the Woodford Double Oak to be too oaky. Like it wasn't drying. And that's the thing for me. I'm okay with oak. I'm not okay with dry. If there's a hint of wood in there, I'm okay. I just like it to be sweet and I like the mouthfeel to be full. And I just don't want my palate to be dry after drinking something. Fair enough. I mean, that's where you know, a lot of folks get into, but when you don't, it's the exact opposite. I mean, I agree with you. It's not my jam either. I, I at least recognize the the chemical property of it. And when you, you, even though you think you don't like something, you're like, man, but I want to try it again. Why? Like, I didn't really love it. The flavors I don't love, but some like subconscious part of you is like, eh, get a little more, get a little more. But it, it's that drying effect. I mean, that's what really, you know, no pun intended, almost just, you know, sucks you in, which it does. We've talked about that. And I think that if there's a full mouthfeel and a little bit of the drying on the finish, that's one thing. To have a thin mouthfeel and then dry on the finish, which this was not, and this is not this poor. When I get those ones, that's a huge turnoff because it's like, come on, you were already a little bit thin, then you're dry on the finish. I don't want to have another pour at this point because I don't really think there's a lot there. That is not this whiskey. That is an example of a hypothetical whiskey, lest anyone think that I thought that about this starlight. All right. I'm a bar on this one. What about you? Yeah, I'm the same. Um, I mean, there's nothing should say don't buy this, but there's just nothing that, that grabs my hand and makes me want to go for it off the shelf either. A lot of people are thinking that, okay, yeah, we're going to be sticklers on price and we should shut up about price. And this has been one of the biggest knocks on us since the beginning, but let me put it this way to you. So say I buy this one for 60 and then I buy another one that's priced 20 bucks too high. And another one that's priced 20 bucks too high. And another one that's priced 20 bucks too high. Eventually, that's hundreds of dollars. That is another bottle I could buy. Eventually. That is 
putting my kid through summer soccer that I could be spending that money on. You know, we sit there and go, Hey, don't care about the price. Well, eventually the price adds up. So I think I'm a buy at this at 40 to 45. I am a bar at this at 60. Sounds very uh, justifiable to me. Well, you know what else is justifiable? Uh, that album by Timberlake some years ago. Well, that was justified, but I know you want to bring sexy back every day. And I'm so glad you aren't wearing your Chris Martin cold play outfit anymore. Cause that was not bringing sexy back. Zeke had this beanie and it was like a green woven knit beanie. And it looked like he wanted to be in cold play. He had this diesel blazer that was blue. I mean, it was like skinny man blazer. It the, the thing looked like it was one size too small. John, it was four sizes too small for you, but it fit me. No, it didn't really fit you. I mean, it didn't do you any favors. It wasn't flattering. It was a little bit too small on you. I thought that weekend did some good, but, you know, maybe you weren't around for everything. Maybe. I mean, I don't want to be around you for everything. (laughs) (laughs) There are times where we should be apart. There's a reason we don't discuss wardrobes or, uh, you know, social lives and excursions very much on this show. Yeah. it's yours. Well, if you want to know more about us, find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. We want to thank Starlight for sending this our way. Thank you, everyone over there at Starlight. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Ciao.